You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. As it pertains to the text. That being the reception and application of knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is the reception and application of knowledge and understanding. Now breaking that down, ecclesiastically is when a child of God receives from his or her pastor knowledge and understanding and applies it to his or her life. Ecclesiastically refers to the church. So again, wisdom is when a child of God receives knowledge and understanding from his or her pastor. And applies it to his or her life. That's wisdom. See, you, you, you have a lot of folks that are smart, intelligent, but they're not wise. See, if you know a whole lot but never apply what you know, though you're smart because you know things, you're also stupid. Are you also a fool? Why well, know all of this stuff, but not use it? So it's one thing to have knowledge about something, but it's another thing to have it and apply it or use it. And so you can be a smart person, but be in the seat of a fool because you do not use what you know. Daniel said, those who know their God going to be strong. They're going to do something. They're going to be strong and then they're going to carry out exploits. They're going to do some amazing things because they have gotten a hope to something. When you have gotten a hope 
to divine wisdom, it should cause you to want to do something. To want to change your life for the better. It's good to take notes, but if you, but if the only thing you do is take notes and show folks how studious you are in church, that's not helping your situation. You can be studious or good at taking notes in church about finances, but still be broke. But if you are studious in hearing what is being said about how to come out of the hole that you're in or how to come out of the financial predicament that you're in and apply to your life, you will experience great turnarounds. God will do something again and again and again and Again, but if you're a fool, what I'm saying to you is nonsense. Contextually, understand again what the verse says a fool dies for lack of. A wisdom. Now, a fool, though stupid, is a free moral agent. He or she has a choice. You have to consider that In understanding the definition I'm going to give you for a fool based upon the text. Contextually, a fool is first a stubborn person. A person that is purposely unreasonable. Second, A fool is a rebellious person. Let me show you what the Bible says about a rebellious and a stubborn person. So you can better understand what fool means contextually. Let's go to 1 Samuel. The 15th chapter. First Samuel is in the Old Testament, right? First Samuel, the 15th chapter. Verse 23. Only verse I want to read. Verse 23. First Samuel 15 and 23. Ready? For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity 
and idolatry. Rebellion is as, notice, the sin of witchcraft. Witchcraft is when you start dealing with evil or something that is contrary to the word of God. Some of us know about witchcraft. For when you got saved, you try, probably tried to put a little on somebody. Don't oh, that like you ain't never been to the hoodoo lady. Get her to try to put a fix on somebody. Some of the young folk are like, what you talking about? Yeah, some of these older folk. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. See, because, because people that are into witchcraft are against the teachings of God to the point where they will even try to use the Bible but use it in a way that's in conflict. With the scripture. But notice he says it's as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion. And then stubbornness is as iniquity. Notice. And iniquity basically is, is sin. But then he also says and idolatry. Which is false worship. So bottom line, witchcraft is idolatry because witchcraft is false worship. So a person that's rebellious and stubborn akin. They hang together. Nine times out of ten, if you are a stubborn person, it says that you're also rebellious. And so when it comes to the food in Proverbs 10 and 21, we have to look at the person as being rebellious, and stubborn in receiving and applying knowledge and understanding. Now, when you consider that, such a person can be found outside of the church as well as inside the church. I said when you consider the fact that a fool based upon the text is a person that rejects 
knowledge and understanding. There are such people that are that way outside the church as well as in the church. Can I break it down a little further? There are sinners that reject knowledge and understanding. But there are also saints that reject knowledge and understanding. I'm working the text. Are you receiving what I'm saying? do not want to be found sitting in the seat of a fool by rejecting wisdom that God is trying to get into my being. Get this, in order for me to prosper trying to get knowledge and understanding on the inside of me so I can prosper, so I can have what he came to give me. What did he come to give you, preacher? John 10 and 10, he came that we might have life and that more abundantly. What is his desire for your life, preacher? Third John 2, beloved children of God, I wish above all things that you'll prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. So don't play the fool and miss out on your prosperity. Don't play the hypocrite and miss out on a season of battle. And so, the text is powerful because the text says that a fool, whether outside the church or inside the church, actually dies for lack of wisdom. Dies for lack of wisdom. And and of course, death is more than just literal. Figuratively speaking, death is is ruin. If I don't get wisdom, I can end up ruined in life. My life can be in shambles if I don't receive and apply knowledge and understanding. If I just come to hear the preacher but never apply what pastor is saying, my life can remain jacked up. If you just come to hear hear me say it and talk about he sure said it today, that ain't going to change your life. You're going to still be jacked up. You're going to still be walking around without when God wants you to receive the good measure, the press down, the shaker together, and the running over. Say to your neighbor, you don't want to just come just to be coming. 
Now you may start out that way, but, but you don't want to remain in that state. You don't check me out long enough. Now, now you ought to be ready to receive what does saith God and apply it to your life. Don't just be a person that likes to hear folk preach. I don't want to. I don't want to end up in ruin because I'm not using the wisdom that God has given me. But then death also speaks of being separated from God. A state of where my God consciousness is where uh, is not where it needs to be. God is speaking, but because I have separated myself from God, I'm not hearing him clearly. I'm I'm not really experiencing the season that God wants me to be in because I am not conscious or close to him as I need to be. When you're conscious to God, that means you have an intimate relationship with him. You're you're hearing what he's saying, whether directly or indirectly. You done got beyond pastor as just somebody that, that has on a suit and they're saying something. You are looking at pastor as God's prophet. And you understand, according to Second Chronicles 20 and 20, that if you believe, get this, God's prophet, so shall you prosper. You understand, according to Amos 3 and 7, that surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveal his secret, his plan unto his servants, the prophets. Say to your neighbor, I thank God for pastor. But I got beyond just looking at him as a person. I'm hearing what God is saying through him. I'm hearing what God is telling him to give me because God said he would give shepherds according to his heart that would feed his people with knowledge and understanding. Ask somebody for me, are you being fed? can't be a fool when, when, when God is filling up the plate. I can't be a fool when God is putting something in my face that'll change my life for the better. I can't be a fool when God is releasing into my spirit something that will change my entire being. I got to get my act together. I can't wind up like other folk. I can't wind up being in the seat of a fool. I got tired of being broke. I got tired of being disgusted. I got tired of, of going from pillow to post. I got tired and said, God, if you real, speak to me. If you're real, help me change my situation. But the fool is separated. From God. And, and this, this is the thing. And is okay with it. You trust in God? No, I'm alright. 
all right. When you lose your God consciousness, saying something is wrong. So figuratively, when it comes to death, it has to do with ruin. Spiritually, when it comes to death, it has to do with being separated from God or to be in a place to where you are not conscious of him in the manner that you need to be. And of course, ultimately, death represents eternal separation. It's when you have physically died and you end up in a place called hell. Get this, because you rejected God. Or breaking it down, you rejected it. You rejected the knowledge of salvation. Rejected what God was putting on the table. And when you reach that state, it's over. In hell, folk, can't say, uh, let me out and I'll do right. No, it's over. So you don't ever want to reach a state of eternal death. And so when you consider that a fool is a free moral agent, but yet he or she still dies a lack of wisdom because of not receiving and applying knowledge and understanding. You have to ask yourself the question, why in the world would a fool choose to die for lack of wisdom? And I'm going to show you biblically some reasons. Y'all okay with that? Yeah. I want to start in the book of Psalm. Go to the 95th Psalm. The 95th Psalm. I'm at the corner. Go with me to the 95th Psalm. And we're going to look at verse 8. Ready? Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. Now, the psalmist was referring to something that happened historically to Israel. Israel was going through a trial, and in the midst of that trial, they did something foolish. They started rebelling. Remember, the definition of a fool in Proverbs 10 and 21 is a person that's rebellious. Israel was in the seat of a fool, became 
rebellious, and get this, and harden their heart. Wouldn't listen to God. Got upset because of the trouble that they were facing. And would not listen to God. Sound like folk in the church. As well as folks outside the church. That get mad with God. Or get upset when they get to going through trials and tribulations. And wonder why they have to go through such. And turn a deaf ear. To God. Say to your neighbor, you should never allow trouble to cause you to act foolish. And say to that same neighbor, I'm going to tell you why. Ask him, are you ready? Tell him, trouble don't last always. You better preach that to somebody else. Trouble don't last always. Some of us don't even remember some of the trouble we was in last year or year before, but we know that we're not in that same trouble because trouble don't last always. Say to your neighbor, I don't know what you're going through right now, but trouble don't last always. Say to your neighbor, you ought to have a song by now that says, this too shall pass. You better sing that to somebody. Sing about what you're going through right now and just sing that old song. This too shall, this too shall, this too shall. Get this, if they would have just held on, if they would not have hardened their heart, God was going to bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey, a land that their eyes have not seen and their Say to your neighbor, the same applies to you. If you just hold on. God going to bring you into a place that your eyes have not seen, that your ears have not heard, neither have entered into your heart. Encourage three folk, just hold on. Trouble don't last always. I ain't going to harden my heart. I'm going to keep shouting. Going to keep dancing. Gonna keep turning in victory. Gonna keep leaping for joy because trouble don't last. All right, sit down. Let's go further. Why in the world again would a fool die for lack of wisdom? You see the first reason, but let's look at the second reason. Let's go to the book of Hosea. Now this talking about church fools or fools in the church. 
Hosea 4. And 6. My people. Are God's people are. Destroyed. Look at this. For lack of knowledge. Oh, well, they just need to go to church. No, 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 that ain't the problem. This is the problem. Because you have rejected knowledge. I'm going to stop right there. God sends us messages in order for us not to end up in ruin. See, the word will keep you from ruin. Man, if you, you apply the word, you, you ain't going to stay broke. You apply the word, your life is going to change for the better. But look at the text. You had saints, people of God. That were picky when it came to what they wanted. Say to your neighbor, you can't be picky when it comes to the word of God. You can't pass no. Oh, oh Saints used to say this look, you just take what you can use. And throw away the rest like you do a fish. You know a fish, you eat the meat and you get rid of the bones. Oh, you can't even compare a fish to God's word. When it comes to the word of God, Jesus settled it. This is what he said to the devil. Man shall not live... By bread alone, hold on, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Say to your neighbor, it takes every word. It takes a hard word. It takes a word that will make you shout. It takes a word that will make you repent. It takes a word that will cause you to go to your neighbor and get an alt right. It takes every kind of word coming out of the mouth of God's messenger for the people of God. Say to your neighbor, live by every word. Church ain't McDonald's. Ain't no menu here for you to choose what you want. Again, biblically we live by every that what? And if we do not live by every word and reject some things, you see your conclusion. Or look at what will happen to us. My people are for lack 
Because. Because of rejection. Which is actually rebellion. Or being stubborn. Say your neighbor, if, if it hit you, it just hit you. As old folks say, if it step on your toes, it just step on your toes. And guess what? Can't nobody point at you. It's going to get everybody. You know what it's going to get first? The reverend? It's going to get Reverend Walker first. Say to your neighbor, you ain't got to worry. The word going to hit everybody. Including the reverend. Everybody. Third reason. Let's go to Proverbs, the 10th chapter, actually where our main text is. Verse 17. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life. But he who refuses, help me. Finish it. He who refuses, help me. Does what? Don't ever be in a place where, can't no, where you say stuff like, can't nobody tell me nothing. Especially don't say nothing like, that preacher can't tell me nothing. Now, if it's a jack leg, and that jack leg is telling you something that ain't right, I agree with you. But if somebody is preaching a word under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and you say that preacher can't tell you nothing, that's blasphemy. Some things you, you just have to leave alone. They may be cutting you every, every kind of way, but just, just leave it Don't touch certain things if you know it's scripture. But this is the thing. The word is going to correct you. And I thank God that the word corrects you. Because if the word did not correct me, I would still be in my mess. You? I don't see nothing wrong with it. You better watch it. Because if the word says something wrong with it, even if you do it and like it, it's still wrong. Woo! Look at this verse again, the latter part. He who refuses correction goes what? Just say, Lord, whatever you say, yes and amen. Even if you don't apply it, it's still right. Say your name, the word just right. 
Don't be saying, so I don't agree with that passage. Well, it's right. Now, so you, you see three reasons why a person dies for lack of wisdom. Rebels and hardens his rejects knowledge because of stubbornness and does not want correction and goes astray basically because of rebellion and stubbornness. How many of you done made up in your mind you're, you're, you're not going to die for lack of wisdom? Good. Some of you didn't put up your hand. You, you hadn't decided yet. I hope you decide before it's too late. Now, consider what else the writer said in Proverbs 10 and 21. That being the first clause. The lips of the righteous Get this, feed many. Say to your neighbor, the words of a righteous person help a benefit many. This is the reason you need to choose who you receive from. You don't you you don't want you don't want to receive everybody's testimony because it may feed you something you don't want. And understand this words that you receive from a righteous person or a sinner will affect you. You will be affected by words. Words will cause your heart to respond in some manner. Your heart being your feelings, your mindset, and your actions. You're going to respond some kind of way. Now, based upon the text... We want to hear from some righteous folk. If somebody is going to feed me, I want it to be somebody that's going to help me look at things according to the word of God. I want it to be somebody that's going to help me to look at things in a positive way instead of a negative way. If somebody is going to talk, to me, I want it to be somebody that's going to talk some encouragement instead of discouragement. If somebody is going to feed me with their mouth, I want them to feed me life instead of death. I want them to feed me something that's going to cause me to go up instead of go down. How about you? Say to your neighbor, if you're going to feed me. With your words, you better come right. 
because I'm rejecting wrong, you better come right. Because I'm rejecting wrong, you better repeat that to somebody, you better come right. That's the reason you have to be careful even when it comes to the doctors you choose, the lawyers you choose, the preachers you choose. You have to be careful because you don't want anything to get in your spirit because if you like me, you don't want to be tainted. So you never know, you gotta you gotta choose carefully who you gonna hang with. Especially if, it, if it's going to be more than five minutes. If I'm going to hang with you more than five minutes, I got to know you. I got to know that, that, that you ain't going to start talking crazy after four minutes and 32 seconds. If I done found out that, that every that every time you get to two minutes and thirty seconds, you get to talking negative, I, I that your limit with me is one minute and a half. Oh, so so and so you need to see me, you got one <laughs> You got one minute and a half. That that's it. Why? Because what you pour out of your mouth affects me. And some of it don't affect me. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I don't care who it is. It affects you. Do you know that there are certain programs I don't even look at on television? Because the words affect me. Now, you may be able to look at that same program and not be affected. You have to understand that words affect you. And if you are a child of God, you have an earning to hear from folk that's got fiery testimonies. Testimonies that's going to encourage you while you're in your own ditch. Boy, they testify so so hard and, and, and their testimony be so optimistic. You stand up in your ditch and say, I'm coming out of this ditch. You, you can be broke, but some folk can talk to you. And, and even though you broke, you feel like you got a pocket full of money. Say to your name, I like to talk to folk like that. You could be done got a bad report, but you mess around and run into a righteous person. That righteous person will cause you to say, this too shall pass. I'm going to get better. Things going to turn around. This is not my ending. This is my beginning. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm done. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.